Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to me. Welcome back to my own show. <laughs> it's been a minute. Happy Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. Two days before this alleged doomsday is supposed to hit. I'm not really sure what that means. Every day kind of feels like a potential doomsday in the news cycle and with false prophecies galore. So I'm here to encourage you to live your best life no matter what the crystal ball says of those who are in no way shape or form connected to the author and uh, creator of our universe welcome back to life love and liberty i have been on an extended hiatus much needed uh, intimate time with myself and my creator i encourage you all to do so Um, if not annually as often as possible something our youth love about the europeans is their vacation schedule Uh, They're paid vacations of six to eight weeks per year. I remember growing up, my family in Germany, they play hard, they work hard. They also pay a lot of taxes and they have compulsory tithing to the Catholic Church, which is very interesting to me. A little less like giving from one's heart, right? So there's something to be said for rest and for reconnecting to our source and and not to sound like a woo-woo goblin. uh, But if your father uh, is not the author and the source of, of all of our resources here on earth, whether that be our peace, our joy, our righteousness, our relationships, our provision, right? Our safety, all of the elementary things that we need uh, in that in that that hierarchy of needs, right? And uh, very important to pay attention to your needs and whether or not they are in fact fulfilled um, between you and your creator as well as you and yourself. When that doesn't happen, we look to government, we look to society, we look to our education system, we look to uh, special interest groups, we look to our spouses and our children. We look to inordinate affections and dependency and codependencies, and you can see those things fleshing themselves out here in the earth now. People ask me, Monica, how did we get here? How on earth have we gotten to a place where we are inordinately worshiping our children and people are sexualizing children and people are making minor attracted persons a normal part of everyday life? And, and it feels like the whole, the whole world has gone mad, and my... my My simplest answer to that is very simply that the whole world hasn't just gone mad. The world system has always been mad. It has always been um, at enmity with our creator. And it will always be so. But there is a way to rise above. There There is a place for those of us who proclaim 
to be seated at the right hand of the Father in our Savior and our Messiah Christ, uh, Yahusha himself. For some of you, that is a new name. I'm going to encourage you to study that for yourself. Find it. We no longer live in an age where people um, busy themselves with unearthing information, with digging for information. We are spoon-fed information by people like me and people in my industry. Uh, I, too, can easily fall into being spoon-fed by those who are actually in the trenches and digging you know, these archaeological informational digs, people who are sweating and in, in shedding blood and tears and uh, getting and acquiring actual facts and, and data and information and preserving our history, right? And so in the pursuit of understanding who we are and who our creator is and how on earth we ended up in this place as a nation where we are, in fact, reprobate, we are dealing with devourers of the souls of our children, beginning with their very innocence and their bodily autonomy, their, their mental innocence, their spiritual innocence. We're being robbed. This generation is being robbed of their ability to maintain any semblance of innocence, and I would submit to you it's because we have long past the point of standing on our principles and holding the standard of the word of our Father above all other words, above all other doctrines, whether they're social or political. And so we find ourselves here in what feels like the belly of hell. And I want to touch on something today that these are it's a it's a buzzword and it's a conversation that I've I've held with several people recently around this concept of equity right you hear that term a lot you even have entire corporate divisions dedicated and funded as well as our military industrial complex funded to things called equity this has become a buzzword of the latest social justice uh, warfare landscape and it is divisive. It is misunderstood. It is uh, used as leverage to um, alienate and otherwise exorcise uh, certain demographics that um, historically have been in the majority um, who are now on the chopping block by virtue of their skin color, of heritage, lineage, uh, and uh, otherwise cultural ethnicity here in this country also abroad, but for sure in the States. And this concept of equity, where people are literally employed who hand out uh, large workbooks and binders to convince people of the plausibility of equity, right? Well, what is equity? What is equity? Equity, in my humble ministerial opinion, is a form of the letter of the law, right? It's, it's, it is different from equality because from a scriptural standpoint, we're all created equal in the creator's sight. As it works itself out in society, man does have a propensity who worships himself, 
does not adhere to the standard of the written word, does not believe that all men are created equal, they will in fact create systems such as redlining, such as um, holding people back, such as segregation uh, to, to gain authority over fellow men and women and generations. Right? They will create laws. They will create entry points into cultures and society. They will create narratives. They will create entertainment. They will create industrial complexes. They will create disparity in academia. Uh, they will create disparity in the ability to uh, acquire a job, right? In a way to feed one's families. Uh, they will, uh, in by by all accounts on on man's best day he has zero knowledge of what it means to actually live according to godly principles of liberty unless he himself is willing to submit and yield to those very standards in his own or her own life and so we find ourselves in a culture of equity versus love And as I recently told someone I absolutely adore, um, equity and love are very different. Equity, again, is a form of the letter of the law, whereas love is the spirit of the law. And I make no confusion in that if there were not love, we would not have been given the letter of the law to tell us that we even had a standard by which to live. There was no such thing as a sin revelation until it was brought to our attention that something was less than a glorious standard, right? But as it pertains to equity, especially in relationships, whether it's in the boardroom or the bedroom, there's a standard and an expectation of fairness. And I think I finally understand after 51 years on the planet of why I absolutely loathe the term fair. I've said this for a number of years. The term fair is something that just rubs me the wrong way. Anytime I heard President Trump say it, if I hear my kids say it, if I hear a grown adult say the word fair, it it bugs me. It just, it rubs me. It chafes me <laughs> in all the wrong places. And I think that's the case because this term of, this idea of fairness, that life is supposed to be fair, it sets the standard of fairness as if, as if everything is going to be, you know, even Stephen. And any grown adult listening to this podcast knows that that's just not how life works. I'm going through something very hard in my life right now that doesn't seem fair, right? It's not equitable at all. The amount of energy and time and commitment and love and, and honorable, you know, honorability that I have poured into a particular project is not being met with the same level of honor and respect and equity. But really at its core, it's not being met with the same love, And that's what really hurts. It's not because it's not fair. It's not because you're not showing up with the same level of enthusiasm that I am because to have that expectation is a little childish. And to have that expectation in your marriage and in your bedroom and in your boardrooms, it's 
childish. There's nothing adult about that. There's there's nothing loving about doing away with the merit of something, right? Equity is a scoreboard. Equity demands that you keep score, whereas love does not keep a record of wrongs. Love is not keeping score. Love is selfless. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not proud. It's not boastful. It's not self-seeking. Right? It doesn't envy. It doesn't covet. That's love. It's not sitting on the sidelines saying, what about me? I didn't get picked for dodgeball, so we just need to do away with dodgeball because it's just harmful to people who don't get picked. That's not love. That is, that is self-pity, which is the super glue to hell, in the words of my late pastor. So I want you to consider this term equity versus love. And when you're ministering to a generation of people who really are lost in the word salad, this this. This it's not even a chef salad. It's like rotten lettuce, and but it's but it's but it's but it's it's decorated with all these beautiful colors and smells, and it's very you know it just it it tantalizes the the senses, right? And and that's what this generation has been fed through entertainment and academia and feelings and and social justice warring and and we're gonna be equitable, right? But I want to encourage you to get down to the basics. It's about love. And love is very different from equity. Right? The word says that husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church, loves the church, laying down his life for her. And she is to respect her husband. And these are things that are not easy for humans to do without interference of the Holy Spirit, without without assistance. I call it interference. I mean, assistance. Like you got to go vertical before you go horizontal in relationships, and I would submit to you that's true for the boardroom or the bedroom. If you go up to the manufacturer of the human being and then have a, have a discerning understanding of how to best serve that fellow human being, you will find ground where you can take back your companies. You can take back your communities. You can take back your families. You can take back academia. You can take back this country. You can take back international relations. But you have to get to the point We understand what the other person's needs are, not to be confused with their lusts, their basic needs. What is it that that person, what place of lack is it that person or that country, that leader, that CEO, that CFO, what what your wife, your husband, your kids, your in-laws, What is it that is causing them to act from a place of equity where they're demanding that you show up at 
meeting them not only with, with the same level of, of whatever they're going to put into it, but and beyond, right? Because now you owe them. There's like this reparations mindset of everything in marriages, in boardrooms. It, I mean, it's a, in churches. You know, we, we expect each other to repair the breach, and, and we can to the extent that we're willing to love. And love is not always whimsical. Love does not always feel good. Love comes with sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of praise, the Bible tells us, to give unto our Creator. We don't always feel like praising. Come on. It's a sacrifice to serve your spouse when they've been a complete alienating jackleg, and you know it. But but loving someone involves confronting what is going on. What need is not being met? Do they need to just be left alone? Do they need just some quiet solitude? Do they need to be heard? Do they need to feel safe? Do they need to know you're not leaving no matter what happens? Do they need to know that you're on the same team no matter what they've done, no matter what they haven't done? No matter how short of your equity measuring stick, your equitable measuring stick they fall, you're still going to be by their side. That really is so basic to the human need, whether that's on the that's in the boardroom, the bedroom, on the battlefield, and in global economies. They're all driven by by lust, need, um, emotion, desire, covetousness, love. All of these things drive markets. They drive politics. They drive culture. And culture is uphill from politics. And so if you guys want me to talk about the midterms, I'm not going to do that. I'm pouring into you. I'm not pouring into politicians. I'm pouring into you because you are the only person. You're the only entity, the only being who can align with your creator who created you for love, not equity, so that you can create his kingdom in this earth so that his kingdom can come and his will will be done through you, through making decisions based on love, not equity, right? I hope that blesses you today. And speaking of love and equity, I've been pointing you to paying attention to the equity that you have in your 401ks and your savings accounts and paying attention to the trillions of dollars that have already been spent out of them. Um, Perfect segue into, you know, loving your family, paying attention to your finances is, is, is love, not abdicating and allocating that responsibility to, to your portfolio manager, right? Sure. That's what they do day in and day out for a living. These are unprecedented times. It is, at the end of your life, you will give an account for what you chose to do with your finances. You won't be able to say, well, Greg, over at the, at the, at the fund, my portfolio manager made this decision. Okay, well, were you paying attention to what Greg was doing with your hard-earned money? One way you can hedge during these very tumultuous times, which are sure to only become more tumultuous as I believe the year goes on, uh, is to 
head over to monicaprotectswithgold.com. Simply inquire. Someone will return your call. You can inquire as to how to hedge, how to roll things over in a legal and amicable fashion between you and the IRS and everything you've got going for, you know, your tax deductions and all of that and sheltering your hard-earned cash. I have never suggested that people would become millionaires with with precious metals. Not to say it's an impossibility, but in my humble opinion, that's not that's not what this is about. This is about making sound, loving decisions for your family. As I'm watching trillions of dollars in people's equity that they have poured into their hard-earned life savings completely diminish. And all of this, in my humble opinion, is uh, very deliberate. There's not a single level of incompetence to blame for this. Not one. You will never convince me of that. This is a very deliberate action and a very deliberate global monetary reset. So the sooner we confront that with reality, the sooner we will be in a position of favorability, which in my humble opinion is the position of love from which your creator wishes for all of us to thrive and to live life more abundantly. The coming days there will be people who did not prepare. You will have family members who are not prepared. You will have neighbors who are not prepared. You will see people lose their jobs. You will see people in homeless situations. You are going to be called upon to help your fellow man and not stand by in judgment and accusing people of not having prepared. And if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you have no excuse for not being prepared because I, along with many of my colleagues, have been encouraging you to prepare for the things that are coming upon the earth, not in fear, not in terror, not in dread, although it is uneasy, but in love. In love for yourself, for your families, your communities, your neighbors, for the kingdom. It's very important. So Monica protects with gold. Com. I'm also still encouraging you to support Mr. Mike Lindell by using my code Monica. Get up to 66% off on your pillows and blankets. And poor guy has been canceled from just about every retailer you can think of. So he's counting on his fellow patriots to assist um, and continuing on his legacy of providing great products for great Americans, all Americans. How about that? So, mypillow.com, code Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, up to 66% off. I hope that blesses you. I hope you understand that equity is is a bit of karmic, a bit of a karmic expression. I don't believe in karma because I do believe she really is a witch. Karma, you know, the old saying goes, karma is a bitch. Well, she is, and she has no mercy and no grace. And that's not of our kingdom. So why would I subscribe to that? Why would I be excited about karma? Why would I hang karma around my own neck like a noose? No. Thankfully, the word says that our Father's mercies are new every morning. So as you're contemplating, how did we get here and how do we overcome? I want you to consider equity versus love. They're two different things. Thank you for sharing this broadcast. You know, I do appreciate you. Thank you for sharing my uh, my shows every day, you know, where you can find me, iTunes, Stitcher, 
iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, all those places. The Lord has blessed me to be able to spend time with you today, and I do hope that this has blessed you. If it has, please retweet, repost, uh, invite your neighbors, your churches, your friends. And uh, again, MonicaProtectsWithGold.com, MonicaMatthews.com to sign up for my newsletters and drop me a line. I always love hearing from you. Have a blessed evening until tomorrow.